What's happening, guys? Episode 11, Nothing to Lose, coming to you live. Good morning, if you're listening to us on Friday, if you're listening to us any other day, thanks for joining us. We got two special guests today, and Joey Baluku. Would you like to introduce him? <laughs> Baluko, but yes, Baluku? same name. Baluku? Baluku? <laughs> so, how does Ricky call it? Ricky? Yeah, how does he pronounce your last name? I don't think he does. No. I, I just I just think but that do, he just. But, but a Fuku? Oh God. Yeah, he Joey, says yeah. yeah, he says but a Fuku. We're just we're, we're just gonna. I'm, I'm, <laughs> we're we're not gonna be All right, yeah, right. <laughs> so uh, you guys heard us last week. Um, we had two special guests on. One of them being D Dion. Uh, well, he has graced us with his presence again, coming back for a part two. He's gonna drop some more knowledge bombs. Um, but he also brought a very special guest, um, longtime friend. He's actually a professional motivational speaker, and uh, he's had you know a very unique history coming up. So we're gonna hear all about that, uh, Mr. Don Maltower. Say hello to the fans. Hello, fans. How's everybody? Hope everybody's well. So um, th- this episode, of course, like I'm, I'm Joey. This is Alex. Say hi. What's up, guys? And I'm that's, still here. I'm still yeah, here. That's, that, that's all he's gonna say the whole episode. Um, but <laughs> we only got four mics, people. So <laughs> we'll, share, we'll share with you. So, um, so D, can you uh, explain to us how you know Dom and what your history of friendship is with him? Okay. Let me see. <laughs> Where did I meet you at? The gym. I met his relative first, and then he said, uh, "No, no, we met first. We met first. Yeah, I don't we think we. Yeah, yeah, we probably didn't talk just high and by yeah, we met whatever." First. But then I met a, his cousin, and we worked out a good bit. And his cousin said, man, you got a lot in common with my cousin. You should meet. Then we did meet. But then once we introduced each other formally, we had a lot of things in common. And sparks just flew? Yeah. Not sparks. sparks. Yeah. Maybe firecrackers. No, but nah. Sparks. It, only took, it only took like not even in yeah. a paragraph into the conversation to say, hey, this dude was good. So good what, what, what were some of, the, some of the commonalities between you two that was just like, OK, like this guy's my friend? He's a handsome devil, man. I'm telling you. <laughs> <laughs> now, other than that, is uh, he's a deep thinker. And he, I give him that. He's a kind, compassionate brother, and he has a lot of life experience that I share, and that those things in common, and he's not afraid to speak on them. Now we're just going to jump right to it. Dom, can you tell us about yourself? Okay, which, what, what part do you want to know? Uh, let's start where you were born and your, up, your uptaking. So I was born in Long Beach, California. Um, LBC. LBC. Yeah, <laughs> born in Long Beach. Really didn't live there too long. We came back to San Diego. We lived here uh, because uh, my, my dad's from Long Beach, and but my mom's family's from here in San Diego. So we, we came here. Once my mom and dad split, she went. She moved us to Chicago. We stayed in Chicago for about seven, eight years. Uh, so my early childhood years, that was in Chicago. And uh, after that, I came back to San Diego when I was uh, 14. And then I went to Fresno. I uh, went to Fresno with my dad for a minute, came back to San Diego, uh, went to school, uh, ended up getting a scholarship, a football scholarship. I went to Fresno, back to Fresno, to Fresno State. Bulldogs? Yes. Oh, yes. man. He's a baller. And then <laughs> from there, um, I lived in Los Angeles for a while. I was married for, for uh, 14 years. Uh, that ended in divorce, and then after the divorce, I came back home to San Diego in 2010. All right. So, um, what's your line of work currently? So, what I'm doing now, I'm doing a, I'm a motivational speaker, and my specialty is domestic violence. All right, but you didn't start there, though, right? No, I didn't start there. I started in social services, 
and I started uh, working in group homes, uh, worked for uh, drug treatment centers, I worked as case managers, counselors, uh, I worked in, uh, I worked as a social worker in LA County for five years, I worked in uh, probation up in LA County, I worked in the Camp, Camp Munns and Camp Mendenhall working with youth, uh, gang involved youth there. Uh, and then from there I came back to San Diego and then I worked for the school district. I worked uh, in dropout prevention, worked in Lincoln, Morris, uh, Hoover, uh, Twain, Garfield. Uh, so I had a caseload of students that, that were struggling. Rough schools, man. Yeah, yeah. And, our, and our job was to get them back and get them across that stage. And so that's what we did. And then from there I worked uh, um, as a job coach and then a program manager for a graphic design program uh, aimed at uh, getting youth who have artistic abilities or taggers, getting them into in, in a graphic de, uh, design. All right, uh, just going going a little bit back into history because um, mm -hmm. I want to know how this is related, and I'm sure some people out there want to know how this is related. But what was like your your growing up like? Like, did you you know um, live a, with like a very wealthy family, or did you you know? <laughs> come from the other side of the train tracks. Other you know, side of the train tracks. Other side, okay. <laughs> yeah, right. other, way on the other side of the train tracks. Yeah, we, we struggled. Um, All of us my, too, man. When yeah. my mom went to uh, Chicago, it was because uh, her and my, my dad didn't work out, and so we struggled. We moved from place to place. We, we didn't have, you know, a stable home. We lived in people's basements. We lived in, you know, uh, actually my cousin's basement, and then uh, we moved into the Cabrina Green Projects. In Chicago, people. Some people know about those. If you don't Google it, it was it was it was no joke. It was no joke. Uh, Candyman, that movie where Candyman. Oh, um, yeah. That's where we lived. They that's tore where we, of those down. Yeah, like, yeah they yeah they tore it down now. The yeah. police wouldn't even go over there. It was yeah. it was horrible. Um, but yeah, so we struggled financially, and there was a lot of you know issues. You know, I mean, all the issues that come with poverty. You know, drugs, gangs. You know, violence. Um, uh, poor education, all of that stuff was there. And so growing up in that environment, that definitely took a toll on us, you know, because there was five of us. It took a toll on me, but you don't know the toll that it takes on you when you're a kid. And so some of those things manifest, you know, when you become adults, and that, oh, yeah. that's yeah. what happened with me. So obviously, like, growing up in the projects, and, like, Chicago is one of the hardest towns in in the whole United States of America, right? Mm -hmm. Right. Um, so growing up in like the worst of the worst, obviously right now, you know, you've, you've got your status, you have a career, and like not only do you have a career, but you have a career helping out people who right. are once like you. Right, right. So like where did you find it within yourself to like turn it around? You know, like you, you could have fallen into the cyclical nature right. and just, you know, become right. somebody like that, but instead you broke out of that. Right. How, did, how did you do that? Like what age, like take me through the process of you doing a like, 360 and just... Well, the 360 was a process. It was, you know, um, it wasn't just one day. It was a process. It was a series of events. I always knew that I had better in me than I was, I was performing at. I, I knew I was better, and, but I couldn't put my finger on why I wasn't better. And so, you know, you think, I, I mean, I, I, given my background, I, I managed to get myself through junior college, you know, get, uh, get myself to a university, and, you know, yet I still had these self-destructive behaviors that were implanted in me as a child that were that were that were uh coming out as, as as in my relationships uh so the process like i said it was it was a it was a series of events but you know it it really got to the point when, when i was married you know to where that really highlighted what my issues were and i had a lot of issues that i didn't know about you know and they and they were highlighted during my marriage and and, and that brought a lot out for me 
And so w once I got divorced, it really hit me and it was like, wait a minute, I got some stuff wrong with me, you know? I can't just say I got divorced just because, you know, I, you know, it was, it was, it was easy to, to say, hey, her, 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 she did this, if she would have done this better, blah, blah, blah. But I, for me, it was, it was, I need to look in the mirror, like, what did I do to contribute to this? And when mm -hmm. I looked at what I did, it was a lot of stuff that, you know, and then I, I traced the history of that, and it was like, okay, wait, wow, this came from, dang, this came from my childhood. This came from this, this came from that. I remember this starting here, I remember that starting there. And so then I started this process of just trying to figure out what the hell happened to me. Okay, <clears throat> like I can, I, I, I totally got all that. Hold on. Can, can Hold I, on. Let Cam talk. Oh, right. no, I just got a question. I always have a so question. What was like, a, like normal. a key moment that you can look back on that uh, sparked that, mm. that you look back and said, that brought you down to the path to say, I got some destructive behaviors? Because we do what we learn. Right. So if you learn abuse, right. you're going to accept the abuse and maybe right. get out of abuse. Yeah. So what was a key factor just early on? Maybe you didn't do enough down that road to yeah. change it, yeah. but you now you, were, uh, you know about it. You're aware of that it was there. Uh, a key moment was seeing you know my my sons and seeing the reaction that my sons had you know to every everything that was going on between uh their mom and myself Shit. and when 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 i would see them and it just was it just hit me like okay something's wrong but i didn't know how to fix it you know i'm dad i'm the leader you know i'm, I'm everything and i you know i take care of everything else but i did not know how to fix this that's a terrible position yeah. to be in a leadership role I, I, and not in a position to lead. I, I have the adequate not. skill set to lead. No, yeah. I did not know how wow. to, you know, and then at the same time when you say that, because here I am in a leadership role, but I've never seen it. I didn't yes. see a dad. That, oh, oh my God, that, that was, that was going to be like my, I didn't my, see a dad. my I, like whole question is like having yes. the upbringing or whatever. Mm -hmm. Like I was going to ask you like, what was the catalyst that like made you become so intro, you know, Re reflective on yourself and being right. like, oh, this is who I am. This is not who I right. want to be. Like, what, what was the catalyst? Well, was it spiritual or was there, it, you there know? Was a, there was a series of events, like I said. There yeah. was a spiritual component, an <clears throat> educational component, a social component. There was all different types. And each one of them played a role in me recognizing that. My mom told me that I was always a, a thinker. She said I used to sit there when I was younger and I would just sit and I would think. And I, you know, I was like three and she, four or five and she would, you know, she see me just staring off, and she thought something was wrong with me, but she, she saw that I was thinking. And so that was always me. And I always had something in me, and, and to me, this is something that, you know, this is a spiritual component, because it's not me. Like, I'm not this damn good. Like, I, 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 I just, that's what I say. There's something beyond me that makes me want to do better, and then not only for me to yeah. do better, but for other people to do better. Like, it, it's so strong you know, that it hit me first, and then after it hit me, and it was like, okay, well, now you need to go help other people, you know. All right, this, this is going to be kind of a hard question. No, go ahead. Why do you care? Why do I care? I care because I love people. I love people, and I recognize the complexity of people, and I, Amen. you know, the complexity of people, like, is, is people try to simplify Others way too easy, like, oh, if, if they would just do this, or if they, yeah. you have no idea what it's like to walk in that struggle. Most of the people that are saying that don't work with people. I've spent the last 20 plus years yeah. working in, in different arenas of, of poverty and violence and, and you know, just, just negative situations. And no one wants to be there. No one wants to be there. They want to get out. They just don't know how. It's yeah. very difficult. I, I see it a different, different way. Resources. That question is, I always say, why wouldn't you care? 
Because biblically <laughs> speaking, if, if my neighbor's not doing okay, I'm not doing okay. Right. Yeah. You know, I, oh, go ahead. So, I have a question actually. So, for you, like, what were those things that you did for yourself to kind of realize the issues? Because, I mean, we all know we have issues. We mm -hmm. just don't know how to pinpoint those right. issues a right. lot of the times. So. Okay. Yeah, I got you. Um, throughout my marriage, those things, marriage has a way of uh, <laughs> bringing out <laughs> and highlighting <laughs> what your issues are. So, the arguments, you know, the things my ex wife would say to me, you know, and, and it was. I didn't have the denial thing like that don't work for me because I'm too much yeah. in love with truth like I love truth Woo. I love oh. truth truth is the best thing for me because it lets me know where everything is okay. and then I and then from yes. there I, I can know what I need to do it's like going into your room and then the room is filthy and the lights are off you don't know what you need to do until you turn the lights on and you see the truth see how horrible it is like okay well at least I know I can clean it up yeah. You know, and that, and so for me, that that I love the truth, and so the yeah. things that happened to me in my life, I was already, you know, um, in this area of introspection. When I was in school, my, my major was psychology, so as I'm learning psychology, I'm learning these terms. I'm I'm like, shit, that's me. Like that's me. <laughs> oh no 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 no! You can do all the four other ones. That's me. That's me. Like that's me. Truthfully, you can use all of them. Like that's my family, and they were they were they were teaching me concepts and terms and things that really applied to my life, and so no one else in my family had gone to college, you know, to that level, and so I was able to 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 pinpoint and say, oh, this is what's happening with us. This is what yeah. happened, and I just I just started with me, and the more I did that, the more it helped. The 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 further I went into my marriage, the further issues that came out, it just it was a strange dynamic because the more I realized, the more. I had to look in the mirror, the more that hurt, and then the worse I behaved because I hated myself. Mm -hmm. I hated who I was. And I was like, this is not the man that I'm supposed to be. I, I always knew that. Yeah. yeah. Do, you, do you feel like, uh, like um, a college degree is like sort of necessary for somebody to you know, become as evolved as you are in like, you know, with your no. personal abilities? Absolutely no. not. College teaches mm -hmm. you, you know, I mean, college, uh, don't get me wrong, college is, 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 is a good thing. And, and mm -hmm. I learned a lot of different things. But there are people who, who have, you know, surpassed me who have never taken one class, you know, in college. It helped me, it helped expand my world. That's what I'll say. It, it did help expand my world beyond what I know. Because yeah. if all you take is, is, is K through 12, and that's all you get, yeah. it's, it's going to be rough in this life because you'll be easily manipulated, you know, because, you know, the people that run this country, that run this world, they know way more about, you know, things <laughs> yeah. than we do. I think you we, we kind of changed what college was. Yeah. We make it into more of a business now instead of being more rare. It's supposed to introduce you to things that you didn't have and uh, challenge the way you think and expose you. Right. So people look at college now as because you unless you need formal education for some uh, careers and jobs, you don't need it. Mm -hmm. That's not the the main reason of college, though. So, so it's, you, you it's, actually brought up a good point. You said that like college is like a business. It is today, but if you can really in, enjoy college and meet different people and live on campus, like mm -hmm. really, it, yeah, have a, yeah. our kid. It's it's not a transition anymore. Well, Man, it's kids are grown here too. quick. They don't really, huh? It's all networking now. At yeah. that point, when you're in there, but you're just networking with people because that's how you find a job. You should be sharing and, and learning, though. Yeah. But uh, outside of nepotism and networking and all that, that's not that. It should be sharing and learning from different yeah, people. That's what it was. It's almost like 
exactly what it was. What, 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 it, what it used to be. Yeah. <laughs> now it's like. <laughs> no, that's listen, when you're on campuses and you, you know, one of the things, like, there are so many. The you classes challenged you academically yeah, to, yeah. to push yourself further than what you thought you could do. The students, the other students, people you met, and you're at study hall with this yeah. person, they're like, well, hey, have you thought about this idea? I'm like, oh, shit, I never thought about that. Good point. Let me try that. That's what college did. It, it engaged your minds. Yeah, yeah. Now, here's the major thing that college does. It teaches you critical thinking. It teaches yes. you to yes. think beyond yeah. just it's what you see. Because what board. most, the majority of people do, they see this and they say, oh, that's what it is. No, no, no. You have to go behind that. You have to study it. You have to see what it is, why it did that, debunk yeah. the theory. You have to yeah. You have to actually think about what's happening. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people don't have that second, third level thinking. They just, they take it for what it is. And that's, that, if you, it doesn't take college to get that, though. You can have that on your own. You, you can you just have to question. You have to actually look at things from, from all sides instead of just one side. When I see something on the news, I'm like, oh, okay, all right, let me see. Okay, well, what's the motivation for this? You know, I question it. I yeah. mean, I you know, I question yeah. it. I, it question everything. I question it, but. Um, what age did you graduate? Uh, I started school in, uh, let me see, hold on. I was actually 27 when I graduated because I, I went to school, I dropped out, went back, dropped out again, Sounds had a family, familiar. had a family, you know, so I dropped, I dropped out probably like three or four times, but each time I knew, okay, I have to go back. And so I finally finished when I was 27 years old. What about you, D? Actually, I could have went to college academically, like right after high school, but I chose to go to the military. Yeah. So once I got done with that, <clears throat> the month I got out, I was already signed up for school and I was done. Okay, but, okay. But education happens all the time. Mm -hmm. Just like in the military, uh, you learn your job, you learn your rate, you study different things. How many things. people do you tell that to? Because I, I, I've heard you say that like tons of times to me on the stairmaster. Like education <laughs> happens all the time. Education It does continues. because people act like if it's not formal training and learning, yeah. mm -hmm. it doesn't take place. Right. All the things that happen to you happen before. All the traumatic yeah. things that happen to him, he can't remember, yeah. are still in him. Yeah. He, yeah. can't, he can't remember they might come up. Right. That happened when he was one, he was two, he's three, he's four, he's five. Emotional so, memory. You yeah. know, that's your, when you're the biggest sponge is when you're, you're younger. So that's why people aren't engaged because they say, oh, when I walk through the doors of school, now I'm, I'm open to receive and learn. Yeah. And then, hey, you might as well walk around with your eyes closed now. <laughs> you're not <laughs> accepting anything else. I'm just saying. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So yeah. every time I have a, a conversation with somebody, I'm learning something. Right. That's true. Right now, I always call Dom. He always give me. He doesn't pick up though, I heard. He, when he does, <laughs> when he takes me back, you know, we get together, he gives me the, the truth. We don't really dance around it anymore, maybe because we're older, because, you know, like I always say, the truth exists. Yeah. Whether it's in state or implied, whatever, it's still there. The truth will come out. It don't have to come out, yeah, but it's still there. That's what I'm saying. Is, so you gotta, uh, you might as well adjust to living in the now and handling the truth as it is instead of doing it later down the line, if yeah. you can. What did yeah. you say that, that your, your dad or your, your uh, grandpa used to tell you, like you might, might as well tell the truth because it exists or something? Yeah, like? it exists. And so with that saying, you know, it's, it's difficult though. You know, we, you can sit back and you hear- why, why is it difficult? Huh? Why, why is truth difficult? <laughs> the truth itself is not difficult. It's kind of hard saying you the person about to be shamed to accept some things about yourself. Mm. Then once you accept those things about yourself, you either got to stay living like that mm -hmm. and be tormented or change. And um, that change might feel like you're in torment.
for the better. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's a tough decision. We're a little more complex than what we say. Mm-hmm. Life is, but we're complex. Mm-hmm. We say, why can't this person just get it? Why can't they get this? Why well, I gave them this, I gave them that. Mm-hmm. The material won't do it. Yeah. Um, you have to address your truth, on, you know, accept it, and then address it. Because if you don't, you just, same cycle, same cycle. Repeat, repeat, same cycle. repeat. Damn, so you need the people around you, I, and I didn't start this way. It just so happens yeah. that if your spirit, man, we're, we're spirit beings, it reaches out to the people, and then mm-hmm. it's easy to engage them. And I go, I can accept things from them easily. I don't mean I'm a blindly accept. I'm gonna do some research. I'm gonna right, think about right. it. Like, but a thoughtful person is hard to come by sometimes. And I think we're all thoughtful. We're just scared to be that. We're just scared to be all the things we are because we already accepted the world for what it is. So we just unaccept that stuff, unlearn it, and then we'll we'll foster and change. <laughs> that term, that term right there, unlearn, hmm. right? Like you mentioned it last I episode, had some terrible and then Dom, you, you, you mentioned it before we started airing. Right. Yeah. Can you guys explain to the viewers what like unlearn means? Go ahead. You want to start? I said it last time, but mm-hmm. I don't know. It's different because it's some things I was taught growing up, just misinformation that couldn't prosper me and help me. It, <laughs> it, you know, it had me wrong. Yeah. It had me thinking wrong. Yeah. But I accepted it because everybody there accepted mm-hmm. it, and it was no alternative to it. So when I got exposed to alternative, they're clashing. Yeah. So now I got it. But the, if the truth and the facts backed up the alternative, so right. I changed it. I unlearned that behavior. Right. It's certain things uh, if you don't do correctly, you won't get the right outcome. Right. You got to unlearn that. And, it can be as simple as as what? As uh, a process that's meaningless or, or thought, how you think. Yeah. Uh, for me, it's I mean, I think of it in terms of a computer program. You got a computer program running on your computer that's, mm. that's not good. You know, yes. unlearn is you have to delete that. Boom. Not only do you have to delete that, now you have to uninstall. Make sure it's gone. Wipe the hard drive. Process exactly. (laughs) So it's not just delete because you don't see it on the screen. That's one thing because all of us can pretend like everything's okay, but you have to uninstall. That means uninstall. Uninstall will let you know that this is gone, and then after that, you reprogram what you want to put on there. I heard that. Obsolete. What happens if it's like hardwired? Like some just like emotional bullshit. Bro. Like what, you know, you know how like oh, yeah. Hey, but you know, technically in the Bible said cut that member off. Yeah. Hey. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Cut that if it's hardwired, no, it says, <laughs> this is, this is says cut that member off, right? This is what we're talking, talking about. about. Yes. We're it's, talking about things that are difficult. We're not talking about easy things. When yeah. I talk about domestic violence, it was wired in me. Yeah. That was hardwired. Yeah. It was wired from child. I, the first fight I had was with my mom. My mom was choking me. I was 13 years old, and I blacked out for a minute. And I woke up, and I like knocked her off of me. And this is not to disparage my mom. I love my <laughs> yeah. mom. You, you know, got and her had a really good relationship, you know, before she passed away. So I don't want to say that. But when she was in her when when she was in her uh, law state, she was you know very difficult. And so that was hardwired into me, and I had to unlearn that behavior as an adult man because I started to do that same thing towards my family and that that was taught to me. And, and then I looked at my mom and I had to, I, I studied her and I realized what happened to her and I was like, damn, mm-hmm. it makes sense. And I looked at my dad, it makes sense. Look at what happened to him, you know, and then my grandfather, look what happened to him. And so the, the history of violence and, and issues that just kept going, they say that, you know, an issue is gonna last until someone decides to feel the pain. Generational cycles are going to last until someone decides to feel the pain. 
and I decided I'm gonna find, I'm gonna feel the pain in my family. I'm gonna feel the pain for my not just for myself, but for my sons, you know, for my friends, for people around me, for whoever. I'm gonna feel the pain for whatever reason. What and it, like I said, this is beyond me. Whatever reason, I got the courage to feel the pain. Do you yeah. um do you, you sort of believe that saying? Uh, I think it comes from the Bible, but like the sins in the father are also the sins yeah, of the son. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. you you say they could be changed though. Like it, the, but but that's the thing. If you actively change yeah. it. It could be that, but you don't have to be punished for it. Yeah, no, but if you yeah, actively yeah. change it, because family dynamics transfer. I, I, I have this, what I, what I speak about is a transfer of pain. Everyone transfers their pain. People transfer their pain. You either, you, what's going to happen with your pain, if, if you're involved in pain, I mean, someone hurt you or did some things to you, you know, when you were a kid or whatever, you're going to do one or two things with those. You're going you're gonna to self-destruct or you're going to transfer it or both. Mm-hmm. You're going to self-destruct, transfer, or both. And so what happens is we keep transferring and transferring. So then we perpetrate on the next person and the next generation, and then they get and then they transfer it. Someone has to stop the transfer, and that's what I said at my point. I said enough. I'm not going to transfer this anymore. Like it was transferred to me. I was a kid. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't ask for that stuff to happen to me. I didn't ask to grow up in that type of environment. You know, I didn't ask for you know none of that. But nonetheless, it still happened. But at certain at a certain point in time, as an adult, it's my responsibility to take my life in my own hands. And I said, okay, enough, enough. I will not transfer this hot garbage anymore. Yeah. Who, who helped you along the way? Everybody. I mean, like, <laughs> what, does, does one person stand out when you're younger, like in your 20s or 30s? Like, who's, who'd who's, you look who's up a mentor? To? Yeah. Who what? Who'd you look up to in your life? Um, my brother. My brother was my mentor. You know, my, my brother is five years older than me. Uh, Alfredo, that's his name. Alfredo, like like from uh, the, the <laughs> from God- the pasta. Shout out, <laughs> Alfredo pasta. Godfather, no, yeah, yeah, Alfredo. That's, that's still Italian, bro. Hey. Shout out. Oh, all of us. It was Alfredo, Alicia, Alicia, uh, Alejandro, and Alfreda. So that was all of our names. All the A's, bro. All the A's. I know it was you, Fredo. Man, <laughs> 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 my mom, my dad's name is Alfredo, so my mom oh, loved his man. name, and so she just she just hit us all with that. So the, trust me, the playground was rough, man. With my oh. name, Alejandro. <laughs> The Mexican name with a black dude, like it was rough. It was rough. It was what does that rough. mean? What does Alejandro mean? Come on, Alejandro early? means uh, belonging to God. Dominique okay. means uh, protector of men. Yep. So I actually started. You, you fulfilling that, bro? I started aligning yeah. with what, and I didn't know that. Are you Man. an angel? I don't know, bro. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I don't have no wings. You know, I drive. You know, but no, it. it you know, the mentors. You know, my brother was. My brother was very instrumental in me um, being who I am. And then there were other pieces. There were pieces of my mother. Because before my mother passed away, she changed herself. She changed it. My mother was actually on drugs in the 80s. She was in the whole, the whole crack. Our house was a crack house. You know, our house was a crack house. I came home one day. There was like 20 dudes in my house. I'm like, who are you? Why are you in my bed? Who are you? What is this? And I'm, I'm 13 years old. I don't know what this is. So I, I, I packed my stuff and left. I went to my friend's house and my mom was high and she, I remember my mom was high on crack and she was trying to love me like a mother. She tried to hug me and say, are you okay? Are you hungry? Are you, you know, and then she closed the blinds because she was paranoid. You know, I, I, I'll never forget that. You know, I'll never forget that. And that's like, I remember that vividly about it. And I just said, I'm, I'm good, mom. And she handed me $500. I was like, cool. You know? <laughs> you know? And then I left. But I, if I would trade that five hundred dollars, you know, for her sobriety and for her to be, you know, safe and and, and, yeah. and clear, you know, heartbeat, you know. But it was a really, really vivid moment. She got herself together. She actually started speaking 
you know, doing little church events at the community center in our uh, in our apartment complex. And she had my son, my 26 year old, he was four or five at the time and her eyes were going bad. And so he would read the Bible for her because she was doing Bible verses. And so he, she would have him read the Bible for her. And so I remember watching that. So that's a piece of me as well. I like that. Yeah. I like that. <clears throat> so that, that sort of like overrode your like shit memories is, are no. the- No, no, yeah. no, 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 no. I'm, I'm agreeing with you. The shit memories, here's what I knew. I knew that my mom was not a monster. I just knew that she was sick. My uncle yeah. explained that to me. Damn. He said, yeah. he said, your mom is sick. He said, you know what? She's still your mom. Love her. And I, and I never forgot that. My uncle Anthony, he, he said that to me and I never, ever forgot that. And, it, and, and I never held it against her for being on drugs. I was just happy when she was sober. Like, shit, welcome back. Welcome <laughs> back. I, I missed you. Like, come back. I'm glad that you're here. You know, so it was never a, oh, you know what? You're this horrible mom. Nah, it was like, hey, I'm, because when she was, when she was, her normal self, man, that was that woman would give you the, the, the shirt off her back. She would give she used to give me her last dollar. She knew I wanted some candy. Here you go. You know, go get you some candy. And and, and she I, I knew that she loved me. You know, I knew that she loved me. But she had some issues. As we all do. So I didn't I don't hold that against her, nor do I hold it against my dad. You know, my dad, when I found out his story, I was like, shit, that makes complete sense. That makes complete <laughs> <For> sense. <sure. laughs> complete sense. If you knew it, you know. But yeah, so my mom, my brother, you know, school was a mentor for me. Football was a mentor for me. That was my escape. Being able to mm -hmm. go on that field, I was re really good at football. I didn't, nothing else mattered when I was on that field. Nothing else mattered. I didn't really care about what happened. I mean, I knew I was somebody there, and everybody else knew I was somebody there. Mm -hmm. And so that spurred me on to, okay, well, shoot, maybe I can go to college. Like the C word was never said in our home. We didn't know about that word. It was just high school diploma. Yeah. No one talked about college. My mom didn't know about that. Everything was, we got to graduate from high school. Did anybody from your neighborhood make it out and go to college? Uh, or it was just like you, you set the... No, it was a couple people. I mean, it was a couple people that, that, you know, people did well. Not necessarily went to college, but people did well. I mean, people, there was a lot of people that, 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 you know, that did well. It's not... Like I said, college is not the only option. Right. You know, if you're able to live a healthy, happy life, then hey, yeah. I'm all for you. Whatever it is that you're doing. Um, but yeah, it was man, it was a, you know, there was a lot of different aspects to mentors. So it wasn't one person. Each phase of my life, there was a person. Like a video game, like there's a boss for this level. Yeah. There was a boss. <laughs> that, you know, you know, I, there was a boss I had to beat, and then once I beat that person, like the Matrix, it was, I, I went to the Oracle. You know, and there was an Oracle at each level. You know, somebody different. It was somebody different at each level, you know. I mean, when I was 15, 17, 22, you know, 23, 30, there was an oracle at each level. And I had to beat the boss to get there. So. Boom. Knowledge. Yeah. So, like, all these truths that you find out about yourself and kind of changing it, did it take, like, changing habits, how you approach things, situations? Yes. Um, how do you deal with anger? How do you deal with mm. certain emotions, you know? So. One of the things that I, I do in my uh, speeches is I talk about the process of change, and I call it Change 4.0. Change 4.0 is, is awareness. The first one is awareness. The second one is acknowledgement. The third one is assistance. The fourth one is action. And the fifth one is actualization. And what that change process uh, entails is that what you're talking about, I had to go seek assistance. And the assistance phase means that I'm going to go seek assistance from someone else who knows more about this than I do. 
So if I say I have this problem, alcoholism or whatever, or drugs or porn addiction or sex addiction or whatever it is that, you know, ails us men, you know, um, <laughs> and I, yeah, I'm gonna throw that job in there. Uh, there was a lot of head nods right now. <laughs> uh, as soon as, as soon as somebody said porn, everybody looked at me. Hey, whatever. Listen, whatever ails what us men, mean? we need we need someone that's more experienced than us to help us. I love titties. <laughs> we all do. <laughs> but. So you got a long history of titties. Right? <laughs> yeah. Long history. Long history. Long history. Hard to separate a man from a good titty. But the, <laughs> the thing about that was I, I had a really I went to therapy. Mm. I had to go to therapy. Yeah. I had to go understand what the hell I was wrong with me. Like, what's up, man? Like, how did I get here? I had to get and I went to therapy. I went to therapy. I went to groups. I went to church groups. I went to co-ed groups. I went to secular groups i went to you know groups in the morning groups at night groups about you know i just i was hungry to know what was wrong with me like what what the hell happened to me and the thing about it is that my background what i learned in school was probably influential in that as well because it's like i know the answers because i i do this professionally that's i help people but i'm not helping myself at some point in time i had to turn all of that like my desire for other people is immense Mm. Like it's immense. Mm-hmm. I had to turn that on myself and be selfish and say, okay, look, you guys gotta wait. I gotta deal with this because I can't help you if I'm not, you know, if I'm not right. Yeah. So. Yeah, uh, <laughs> that, and that that is where my relationships end. Nobody <laughs> understands that. Nobody nobody understands that. Like I can't be there for you if I'm not there for me. Yeah. No. Nobody gets that. Right. It, it's true. I get it. That's why we're still together. <laughs> I get it. I get it. <laughs> I done it. I done it. <laughs> it, is, it. It is true, you know. But um, the change process, going back to your question, I had to seek help from others. I had to go find people, and I needed men that had been there and done that, and say, "Hey, look, you know, this is where you are. I've been there, you know." And so uh, it, it was. It was a rough process facing myself and looking in the mirror and say, "Hey, this is the man that you've become." But I always have this saying, as long as you can do this, <gasps> inhale, exhale, you're good, you got a chance. Mm-hmm. When you can't inhale and exhale, it's over, you're done. So for me, my mentality was as long as I can breathe, I can change this. And that was the, and, and I just I just needed to know how. What do I need to do? And so I, I worked on that. And it was a process. It wasn't this thing like, oh, the next day I was fixed. You know. And I was tried, I was tried. I mean, it was you know, life didn't stop because yeah. that's the thing. Life doesn't stop because you changed your process. You're still gonna be presented with the same temptations, the same yes. issues, the yes. same things are gonna confront you. But you what 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 happened to me was the what was in me superseded the, the external. That's important work, bro. You know you know what I'm saying? Because uh what you have to overcome was ex- extremely difficult. Cause that has a lot of stigma that men carry around a oh, lot. Yeah. Once you're an abuser, yeah, you got a lot of yeah. influential he, people who'll be everywhere and say, "Once an abuser, always an abuser." Yep. And I know you had to hear that a lot. They say, "Am I gonna?" Yeah. That's telling you, like the vast majority of people say that, yeah. and yeah. that's telling you hear that and say, "Well, am I gonna be able to change? <laughs> am I always gonna be?" Able to be? But they say it all the time. Every yeah. time you see an incident yeah. Yeah. with yeah. infamous, famous people yeah. or something, they're yeah. gonna say, "Once an abuser, always an abuser." Well, you know what? my rebel mentality <laughs> i've been a rebel since i was i was a kid I, I was a rebel and one thing i i teach in my uh motivational speeches is about relevance you have to make this process relevant to whoever is going through mm-hmm. it so if you got somebody who's abusive and you just bring them into this counseling room now think about this 
you, you're bringing somebody into something that they don't want to do. How mm. much you think they're going to learn? Nothing. If you don't make it relevant to them, mm -hmm. you have to make it matter. I learned this from working in dropout prevention where students were, you know, they didn't understand school. And then they said, and I was like, okay, well, you said you want to go to Navy, right? Yeah, I want to go to Navy. Okay, well, you know how you get to the Navy? You have a high school diploma. Oh, shit, I didn't know that. So now that geometry class matters. Mm -hmm. It matters. It's relevant to you now. Mm -hmm. So it's the same thing with the abuse. It's like, it, okay, well, what do you love? Oh, you love your family. Well, you're not going to have your family if you continue this behavior. Mm. Oh, shit, okay. You can't, you will never have, that woman will never respect you. She will never respect you through on man tantrums. Because that's what it is. Think about the behavior of the mantrum. Man, yeah, yeah the mantrum. If you throw in a tantrum, I mean, that, the, what age group does that? Two, three, toddlers, four, yeah. five toddlers. How old am I? <laughs> <laughs> and so there I was, an adult man, throwing man tantrums, mantrums, you know, and then saying in the very same breath, respect me. Yeah. Yes. Come on, man. That was like, that blew my mind. Like, no. damn, I was actually saying that. I apologize <laughs> to my ex-wife. I'm sorry for saying that. Like, that that was horrible. Like, you know, but. You guys are cool now? Are we what? You and your ex-wife? You, so you we're guys cordial. We, we, yeah. We're cordial. We have a, you know, we have a, a divorce relationship. We're not BFFs. We don't go hang out together, you know. But if our son has a game, we can sit together at the game. Or we can sit on opposite sides. It doesn't matter. You know, it's not. We don't have restraining orders against each other. <laughs> you know, I respect her. She actually... She was, she was broken as well. I'm not going to get into too much of her story, but she was broken. She had to be broken to be with me. We choose equals. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we choose yeah, equals. Yeah. We choose our, you know. So she was broken. And, and so once I started the healing process, she started her own healing process. And she teaches a class now. That's cool. Um, so yeah. she started, she actually started doing, you know, a lot better herself and started diving into her own issue. So, yeah. you know, props to her. Um, we'll never be together again. Like right. that's not gonna happen. I yeah. mean, that, and that's a part of it. It's like, and I and I said that to her. You know, I said that to many people. You don't do the things you did to each other. Like we've done some horrible things to each other, and you don't do things to each other, you know, horribly like that, and then expect to walk off holding hands into the sunset. Doesn't yeah. happen. Yeah. You don't. You don't get that. If you want to walk off holding hands in the sunset, you have to do sunset type things. You gotta. You know. You gotta. <laughs> you have to nurture each other, help each other, mold each other. You know, not hurt each other and stab each other emotionally or physically. I mean, you know. So. Patriots. Yeah. So it, yeah, that was. Um, pe oh, people said. They put more planning into the the wedding than we do the marriage. I'm trying to tell you, man. I'm trying to tell you, man. Every minute detail. Yeah. Yeah. In the wedding. And then when you get in the marriage, no discussion. <laughs> it's supposed to be magically. It just gotta happen. It's gotta flow. It's, yeah, gotta it, be, it doesn't yeah. work like that. Yeah, yeah. No. When people said, you know, to me, I faced some criticism from for what I'm doing now. You know, speaking out about domestic violence and given my particular history, and you know, like you said, people say you can't do it or you can't. And like I said, I'm no. You don't tell me what I can do. Yes, the state I determine yeah. what I do, yeah, you, and you, you know, and, if, and, and it, this is relevant to me. This, you know, my sons, you know, my, you know, my family, my friends, my community, you know, people that I know. This matters, right. and so that's why the motivation to change was so much bigger than someone else's opinion mm -hmm. who was triggered. And you know, so if you say I can't do it, okay, I, I appreciate your opinion. Think about how many times that's been said throughout history. Yeah, I mean, yeah, <laughs> you can't do this, <laughs> really. Okay. All right, hold my beer. <laughs> Watch me. <laughs> you know, yeah. no, I'm gonna do it. So it's almost a defiant attitude, but you know, I, it's not even my change was not about anyone else. Amen. My change was about me. 
I went to a I went to a class, life skills, life skills class, six month class, man, and, and it was like fifty dollars per session, and I mean, I was struggling, like damn, how am I gonna pay this? And every week was a struggle to get there, you know, not getting there physically, but paying for it. But I remember going to life skills, and in that class, you know, one of the things you hear a lot of people saying, like, why are you here? Like, oh man, my wife told me I had to go. It's our last step, or she won't come back home, or blah blah blah. You know, and they asked me, and I said, I'm just here for me. It's like, you're not here for your wife? You're not here for your wife? Like, no. Like, it, 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 I'm not even in a relationship right now. It's like, yeah, but you guys are recently separated. Like, but I'm yeah. not doing that. For, I'm not here for her. I'm here for me. I truly am here for me because one thing I knew was that whether or not her and I got back together, I was going to be in another relationship at some point in time. And I did not want it to go the way the last one went. Or so whether, you, you, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, no. I was going to say, yeah, the, the catalyst for change had to come from within. Yeah, absolutely. So, how much change are they going to get if it's for the result? They, and, and what if they don't get that result? For other people? Yeah, and oh. they don't get that result. Yeah, so they don't get the person they, they <laughs> want to go well, for. What's going to the happen? There, there was one guy in class who was going for his spouse, and his spouse left him. He stopped showing up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's like, he yeah. stopped showing up. It's like, so no, it's not, I don't care if you like me or not. I got to be there Tuesday night. I got to scrounge up $50, and I'm going to make sure I get this class. Did you ever uh, stop and think, like, whether or not you were going to be with your wife you're still stuck with you, and you should be a better person for yeah. you because that was you're it. stuck with you. That was exactly like you know, it wasn't stuck. I was glad to be with me. It wasn't stuck. I was glad to be with me, and I you know, and I knew, I, I don't like I said, this is the spiritual component. I just knew there was better in me than mm. what I was performing. I knew I was better. I just I don't know where it came from. I can't explain it. I don't have any scientific method. I was better than what I was doing. That's what I knew, and I just knew that. Some I wasn't afraid. I was never afraid to speak my truth and say, "Hey, look, I'm a mess. Can somebody help me? Yeah. Can you help me? No. Okay. Do you know anybody? Or what about him? Do you? Oh, him? Oh, he can. What day? What time? Where? When? Yeah. That's that was my attitude, because I knew I I stopped dating. I wasn't dating like year and a half, almost two years, where I was like, I don't want to touch anybody. I don't want to. I was safe on my couch. That, that's Nat pretty. Geo. That's pretty courageous, bro. Because a lot of people. They won't pull away like that. What do you mean? Like, if you knew you weren't emotionally available for the next person, you you went ahead and take yourself off the market. Oh, see. So you didn't have to even go. Th- you know what I'm saying? Yeah. You have to go yeah. through that. When I met that. you, I was I was I was off the market, and I I was off the market, and I and we I had some deep ones. Huh? Yeah, yeah. No, yeah, I, when I met you, when we at the gym, I met him, and I was, and I tried it though. I tried when I when I tried to soothe with another relationship. Yeah. I tried you to see? soothe, like jump into another relationship, but. I remember being there with her, and then I just said to her, like, I'm not really here. And she was fully yeah. there. Like, she wanted all, all yeah. of me. I was like, I, I can only give you 4% of me because I'm broken. And then I stopped. And I said, look, I'm, I can't do this. I can't do it. When did uh, you, you guys meet? Like, what, what, what year? Oh, shoot, man. That, that was like five, six years ago. Yeah, it's, it's been a while. Yeah, it was but like it, probably six years ago. At the gym. Yeah, at Same. the gym. Yeah, he was working out. He kept trying to get me to work out with him, and I saw him. Because like, he said, I'm not doing that he crazy. said, I'm a college I'm football star. And I was like, <laughs> no, in like '72, <laughs> bro. Hey, you can't get this work. <laughs> hey, I saw him working out. I was like, dude, 
And I, I would watch him, and I'm like, yeah. I had my three exercises I do. <laughs> I had three yeah. exercises I do. And then I saw him. I'm like, man. I said, you know, and he kept asking me, man, come work out. I'm like, nah, dude, y'all crazy. You crazy. Because, he, you know, he tossing weights through the roof. Like, you know, <laughs> and catching him behind his back. I'm like, nah, I'm not doing that. But then one day I worked out with him. I said, man, let me go ahead and work out with this dude. It was the worst day of your life, wasn't it? Never Best went back. <laughs> but you know, it's funny, though, because that's where most people are available now. And so, it, well, when you meet people, you do mm-hmm. things, have yeah. something in common, just you, you got to make yourself available to people, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then the right people will come in your life. Yeah, true. Yeah. And, and it's funny, we never have a gym conversation, <laughs> ever. Yeah. I mean, you never say, what's that chest workout? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 It's yeah. always building each other yeah. Up, yeah. Yeah. or even yeah. with, with the council or rebuking each other. Yeah. It's yeah. only certain people. You, you need people around you to tell you no. Yeah. To tell you when you head the wrong direction, and and you got to be able to people around you that you trust. Mm-hmm. I haven't even thought about that. We never, we've never had a gym conversation. There's no need. You know what? It's either something something jokingly. We always put it in a way. <laughs> you're always trying to frame it in a way. To, to, you customize it to that person, yeah. So they can accept it, and you hope they do the same to you, so you can accept it. Because some, sometimes, you know, what we say, right message, wrong delivery. Right. Yeah. And so one. that, that one. was going to keep selling by you. Yeah. Yeah. Wrong delivery. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. Uh, the first time I actually met Dom, we had like, uh, it was probably like an hour conversation <laughs> yeah. about like politics. Yeah. Yeah. Right? yeah. And, and that, was, that was like years ago, but yeah. I, I, I got to tell everybody, that conversation was so memorable that like I, I can probably tell you in detail what we discussed and what we actually agreed <laughs> on and like it was it was insane yeah I, I remember that and it was it was and I remember wanting to connect with you that's why I said I, what's your Facebook like yeah, I want to yeah, connect yeah, with yeah, you yeah. I don't we don't have to be BFF or not or, or you know we have to go hang out every day or not I We're just want to know friends. yeah no I just want to know that hey you know the if you post something, you know, I want to see what you like. Hey, where you are? What's going on with you? How you doing? You know, are you getting married or wh- whatever it is. And I don't like that, you know, because my, <laughs> my thing is I want to support other men. I want to support other men because a lot of times we get in competition with each other. Oh, yeah. You oh, know? yeah. What you posted yeah. today. Yeah. Finances, yeah. females and status. Yeah. That's what we worry about. And we always uh-uh. in competition. And I don't want to be in competition yeah. with any, I'm in competition with Dominique Walltower. Boom. That's it. I don't care what anybody else is doing. <laughs> yeah, I don't care what anybody else is with doing. The you know, if you if you're doing something and you're better than me and you got more money and more status, what? Hey, kudos to you. And if I want to know about it, hey, how did you do that? Can you help me do that? You know, or if not, I'll figure it out myself. That's my mentality, and that's why that was that's why I want to connect with men, because. And it's not about, you know, I've had people come in my life, connect with me, but they had other agendas. Mm. Yeah, you know, yeah, they want yeah. my status, they mm. want my woman, they want my money, they mm. want this. And it's like, come on, man, that's not why I was there with you. I wanted you. Hey, let me, let me ask you. So, so D actually said something last episode, right? And like, it, it kind of stuck with me. It was one of those like knowledge bombs that was just like, ah, oh, <laughs> shit. He got a lot but, of those. <laughs> yeah, no, it was like, that episode is unreal. By this the way. guy, I'm going to write the foreword for his book. <laughs> but, you know what I'm saying? But what 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 he said though he said something like you know if if you're if your only competition is like the man in the mirror, then like then you're you're doing something wrong, mm-hmm. you know like you you need to aim higher mm-hmm. up up the the ladder and oh, whatnot. No. Well, but I I think we're saying the same thing. But what he's saying is himself. Like yeah. there's certain things that's measurable. If if you run the the hundred faster than me, and I keep saying well. I'm my only competition. Right. I'm, just, I'm deceiving myself. Right, yeah. right. I'm right. never gonna yeah. set that yeah. mark. Mm-hmm. You've honestly set the mark, but what the things he said is arbitrary. It's it's movable. 
Mm -hmm. How much money is enough money? How much marginal benefit do I get from finance? So, so we trade things. Yeah, I see. For other things. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Needs and the desires for wants. All of it, it it doesn't equal the same. Mm -hmm. So, in in his his world might be here. Yeah. In my world, somewhere down here. I understand. So you're saying you're already number one. Yeah, I uh, but. Well, listen, so for he me, he can only be exactly where he is in his life right now. Right. And he's his measuring point for where he is. Exactly. He can't say, I'm not successful because I didn't meet this, this, this mark. Beyond's this person meet this mark. But I'm Beyond saying. puts eight plates on, on, yeah. on, on there. I'm only putting three. <laughs> but I'm still analogy. good. But that's a good analogy. Remember, <laughs> we work out sometimes with people and they go, I can't do the way that you do. Yeah. And I just say, you just work harder than me. Right. Yeah. Remember, I said you just work harder than me because you just took fifteen reps, took everything out of you. Yeah. It didn't take everything out of me, but this way, quality so over just, quantity. Yeah. Exactly. Like yeah. That. It's not a. So when I say that, it's not about me. You know, isolating myself. I am my standard. But here's what else. What I will do. I'll look at you and say, Hey, you know what? He's got something I like. You know what? I'm gonna ask him how he did that so I can better myself. So I'll take pieces from everybody and say, well, you know, he, you know, he's got this area, and I want to know about this, so he's gonna help me in that area because we all have yeah. strengths and weaknesses. We all have gifts, and so what, what some of your gifts may be may be a weakness for me, and so yeah. I'll ask you about that. But me asking you about that is I, what I'm saying is I'm not going to you in competition, yeah. saying I'm trying to better, I'm trying yeah. to be better than you. Yeah. No, I just want to know what you did. How'd you do that, man? So you that got quote, a, yeah, you got a Camaro, man. How you do that? <laughs> How'd I get one? But see, that know? quote was strictly <laughs> in competition. Yeah. When the goal and the marks have been met. Yeah. yeah. When you go in the Olympics, you already know the, the Olympic and right. the world records on the stream. Right. Every one of those events that you're in. Right. So you know the point that you got to meet. So you're gonna meet it or not meet it. And that person met it. So the person who already met it, that is. The mark they said is your competition, not necessarily them, but they did set the mark. Mm-hmm. Boom. On that note, ladies and gentlemen, this is part one. We're going to hit you with part two right two now. Peasies. Two peasies. <laughs> but two peasies. Real quick, plug Deuces. away. Don, where can they follow you? You can find me at I-N-P-E-R-L-I-F-E at gmail.com, or you can go to my website, dwalltower.com. Com. It'll be tagged on the IG picture or on the podcast link below that you're listening to. So give me a follow. Want to, um, I just want to ask permission, naming these episodes, your, your card, right, that I'm looking at right now. Beautiful card, by the way. Thank you. But it says Inspire Perspective. Can we title our episodes that? Yeah. You can do that. Inspire Perspective. That's the name of my company, and that's my goal. Where's the camera? You put the camera on this shirt so we can get into that. My goal is to inspire perspectives means exactly that. We want to widen our perspective because a lot of times we go through, especially as men, we are very one-dimensional in this society because of how it tells us to be. But what we have to do is expand that. You, if you saw the the picture of the baseball player hugging the other guy who who uh, yeah, who's mom and everybody's like oh he's a homo and all this other yeah. no man yeah. that's another that's another level of, of manhood that we haven't explored over here yeah they obviously got it but we don't have it and so I want it I want to make sure that I have that so that's what inspired perspective is it's it's making sure that you can see things better I get that from him when I talk mm-hmm. to him I get a, I get a wider perspective I get that from you I get that from people that I share with you know we on a regular basis we'll sit and have like you said the gym a conversation about something and I'm, I'll walk away boom mind blown yeah I'm not looking for I'm looking for it to be expanded I'm not looking for agreement exactly I, I, I'm looking to share and to learn and yeah. uh, with, with that though we're just gonna cut it right now okay cut and, uh,
Thanks for listening. Signing off, guys. Uh, like, subscribe. Episode 11. Part one right here. Part two coming at you later next week. So stay tuned for it. Thanks, folks. Peace.